Yeah, you. I'm down here busting my ass while you sit on yours, watching me jump around. How is that fair? Deadpool. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Holt. And I'm Lee Esses. And today's episode is one we could probably do at least a full series on, but we couldn't cover how readers read without addressing the epic fourth wall. Readers know that they're reading a book. They know that they are observing from the outside this story. In the best books, they lose track of the real world and live for a moment in the fictional one. Breaking the fourth wall is breaking that illusion that they're living for momentarily in the fictional world. So, question. Have you ever written a scene that breaks the fourth wall? No, I don't think so. I have written a longish short story. (laughs) that the author was writing to someone, which kind of breaks the fourth wall because they're kind of writing to the reader. But it's not in the same way as like Deadpool breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, my Modako anthologies is first person omniscient. So he kind of addresses the reader because he's looking back telling this story. But it's definitely not used in the comedic sense, especially. The phrase, the fourth wall, actually originates from theater. So when you have a set of a room that all the characters are sitting around in, gossiping, sipping tea, whatever, we have three walls on the set, but the fourth wall is actually invisible. That's what separates the players from the audience. As the person on stage, you're supposed to basically pretend that wall exists. There's a lot of plays where they'll like look off into the distance and see, you know, mountains or something like that. And they're like, look that way over yonder. And they're not pointing at the audience. They're pointing from their perspective at this imaginary scenery over there. Breaking the fourth wall is when those actors interact with the audience, which I remember happened with us when we went to the complete works of Shakespeare abridged. (laughs) And the actors, because of the type of play it is, broke the fourth wall all the time. You'll also see this, obviously, in Deadpool, because he's addressing you. He's the only comic book character who knows he's in a comic book. And you'll see it in times like The Office, when they're looking straight into the camera, kind of going, can you believe what's happening? So this breaking the fourth wall is almost always used in a comedic fashion with interacting with the audience. Like, you're in on this joke too, because otherwise I'm just alone here. They're not always comedic, though. Shakespeare used breaking the fourth wall in some form when he used his soliloquies. It was also used in some of the Greek plays because of the chorus. They had more interaction, more directly addressing the audience than the actor simply on the stage talking to themselves. Another interesting example I stumbled across was actually from the video game of Metal Gear Solid. There's a moment where your character is getting a neck massage and they vibrate the game controller at the same time so you could put it on your neck 
and get a neck massage the same way your character was. That's kind of breaking a fourth wall in a reverse direction, but it was still an interesting example of how you can take your story beyond the bounds of the book and include your audience in the experience. There are different levels to which you can break the fourth wall. There's the Deadpool, but then there's in the office where it's kind of a documentary setting, so they're addressing the audience, but also not. So the first level is kind of a medium awareness. This is when the characters are aware that they're part of a story, but they aren't necessarily aware of you, the audience. XKCD does this in a couple of different ways, where the characters are climbing out of the cartoon little box that they're put in. Like, hey, I wonder what's down there. They dig through and drop down to another panel in the comic. The most common level is that standard fourth wall break. That's the office Jim looking at the camera. That's Ferris Bueller, where he's addressing the audience directly. In a book, it's the character writing a story to the reader. I believe Odd Thomas did that in his opening chapter, where he said, I know you're reading this and you're not going to believe me, but I just have to tell my story. He's directly addressing you, the reader. And the final level is when there's no fourth wall at all. This takes it from you and the audience and the actors on stage to more of a dinner theater type feel, where Deadpool is just hanging out with you. He knows that you're watching him and he's watching you. It's a much deeper interaction that is very difficult to pull off. It's basically when breaking the fourth wall is part of the premise and a very intertwined part of telling the story itself, not just telling the story to someone in the future, but how the audience is kind of part of the story as well. So these are some great examples of people breaking the fourth wall, but how do I do it in my book? The first, the simplest way is to write in second person. It's that you are writing a story to the reader and you can imagine a specific reader like in Dracula, where those are letters written about his experiences to someone specific in the story, but they're written in such a way that it's kind of to the audience. Like I mentioned earlier, first person omniscient is another great way to approach breaking that fourth wall. That's when your point of view character is looking back on the sequences that are happening and addressing the audience going, I later learned that this person's name was blah, blah, blah. In Odd Thomas, he had a line, Ozzy insisted that I keep the tone of my writing light. There's also the second person writing where the reader is the main character in the story. This is becoming fairly popular in kind of a romance setting, sometimes adventure setting, where you're writing directly in second person, including the audience within the story itself. It's also becoming popular with the rise of the unreliable narrator. We covered that And one of the things we mentioned in there is the unreliable narrator is almost defined by the fact that they are lying to the reader. That, of course, means that they are addressing the reader and those moments in which they are addressing the reader is a fourth wall break. And if you're looking for the occasional place to put it, like if you don't want your whole story to be based around breaking the fourth wall, 
You can do this most often at the beginning of the story and the end of the story, where you are starting to lull the readers in and you're setting a scene and talking to the reader. So if you think kind of like a Princess Bride effect, where it's a story within a story, that's the sort of setting you're creating by doing this bookended breaking of the fourth wall. And the exception there would be if you're using the breaking of the fourth wall for comedic effect, like you do in The Office or you do in Deadpool. Overall, fourth wall is, it's a difficult thing to try breaking because you don't want to burst that suspension of disbelief. So if you're going to include it in a story, you do need to include it more than once. You need to make it part of the story. Either make it a Deadpool level where the character knows that they're in a story or you make sure you use that book ending where it's talking to the reader. You just have to be aware that you're doing it. The danger here is when you accidentally break the fourth wall. Accidentally breaking the fourth wall rips the reader right out of the story. It's out of place. It's weird. These are especially the times when your editor will go, take out the word you. I know it feels right because it's conversational but that drops the reader out of the story, you're accidentally breaking that fourth wall. If you break that fourth wall, do it with intention. Let it serve your story and let it serve you. And the best way you can always do that is to write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 